The New York Islanders grabbed a 3-0 lead but collapsed and fell in overtime 4-3. We'll break down this devastating loss and talk about how it affects the team going forward and what they can do to try to bounce back. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss, and a lot of it won't be easy tonight. This is almost going to be like a therapy session. But first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, feel free to shoot us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I am live-tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or any time. So, uh, again, DM me, mention me on Twitter, send an email, or uh, you can leave a comment on our YouTube page. Boy, uh, this loss hurt. We talked on yesterday's show how vital this game was going to be for the New York Islanders. That... With a win, the Islanders could have pulled to within a point of the Washington Capitals in the standings. But with a loss in regulation, they would be five points back. Well, the Islanders took a three-to-nothing lead early in the second period and ended up losing the game four-to-three in overtime. And so they are now four points behind the Capitals, and Washington has a game in hand. Seven points behind the Rangers, and the only solace is that the Pittsburgh, well, they're now tied with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and Pittsburgh has two games in hand on the Islanders. So it is just not a good day for the Islanders. And the thing that bothers me most about this game is the way this team collapsed. And look, I am not 
one of those guys who wants old-time hockey where, you know, I, I grew up watching hockey in the 70s and 80s and 90s, and I saw a lot of premeditated fights. I saw a lot of goonery way back in the day. Uh, and I'm not looking for going back to those days. But there are times when you still, even in 2023, need to stand up for your teammates. And the Islanders did not do this in this game. They're up 3 nothing midway through the, the game, pretty much. We're early in the second period. Hudson Fashing makes it 3 nothing, And all of a sudden, Alexander Ovechkin gives a questionable hit to J.G. Pajot. Pajot has to be helped off the ice. He's shaky. He, it, it, it was tough to tell on the replay whether or not Ovechkin left his feet to deliver the blow. It did not look like a clean hit to me, but no penalty is called. Okay, I know, unfortunately, that the referees are going to give Alexander Ovechkin the benefit of the doubt nine times out of ten. Is it right? No, but that's the way it goes. Still, the Islanders did not respond. Now, thankfully, Pajot was able to return to the game very late in the second period, played the rest of the game, did not seem to have any ill effects. But there has to be an answer. There has to be a response. Okay, there was a questionable hit. One of your clean, smaller players was hit hard and questionably by one of the other team's larger, bigger players. There has to be an answer. I'm not saying you have to drop the gloves and have someone go out and, and beat on Alexander Ovechkin. But a message does need to be sent. If you're going to make hits like that on our player, on our teammate, we are going to respond. And every time Alexander Ovechkin stepped on the ice, there had to be a clean hit sending him a message, we know what you did, and it's not okay. No response came from the New York Islanders throughout this game. Later on in the game, Matt Martin takes a stick to the face in the third period. His lip is bloodied. No penalty called. No response by the Islanders. You got to stick up for your teammates. It doesn't have to be slap shot, okay? But you have to stand up for your teammates. You have to respond. You have to let the other team know that it's not okay to take a run at your guys and that they can just get away with it. And that was the turning point of the hockey game because that hit gave the Capitals momentum and they never looked back. And to me, it was disappointing to see the Islanders. Look, I know this is not the most talented team in the NHL. It's not the fastest team in the NHL. But there is usually a cohesiveness on this team and a never-say-die attitude on this team. Tonight, or 
you know, Monday night, they didn't show that cohesiveness. They didn't show that urgency. They didn't respond when they were challenged physically. And from that point on, the momentum and the flow of play clearly belonged to the Washington Capitals. And if I'm Lane Lambert, I am reading my team the riot act after last night's game and basically saying, next time that happens, you respond. And again, you don't have to drop the gloves, although if you can goad Alexander Ovechkin into a fight and get him off the ice for five minutes, more power to you because that certainly uh, is a good trade. There's no player on the Islanders as talented as Alexander Ovechkin is. But you got to respond. You got to let them know it's not okay and that you're going to stick up for your teammates. The Islanders didn't do that and basically watched this game slip away. And, you know, this team is having real problems putting together a 60-minute effort. And their inconsistency, part of it's due to the injuries, but part of it is due to the fact that they are not as talented and not as fast as most of the teams they're playing. And to win, they need to be perfect. Look, you can beat a struggling team like the Montreal Canadiens by playing 10 minutes of really good hockey and then holding on for dear life to win 2-1. to one. You can get away with that sometimes. But you cannot do that. You cannot blow a 3 to nothing lead in at home against a division rival in a game where you're playing the team directly ahead of you in the standings that you're fighting for that last playoff berth right now in the uh, Metropolitan Division standings or in the Eastern Conference wildcard race. You cannot take your foot off the gas and expect to beat Alexander Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom and TJ Oshie and, and a good talented Washington Capitals team and the Islanders did that and it cost them and realistically this loss even though they got a point could be uh, a real turning point because if they won this game in regulation they are in the thick of the hunt for that last playoff spot losing this game even if you get that loser point in by getting it to overtime You've fallen behind, and now you have Boston coming up. It doesn't get any easier. We have got a lot more to get to on today's show. We will discuss more about last night's game, plus the passing of a former Islander. We have that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, soccer, and of course the National Hockey League. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info Hey, if you think the Islanders are going to get angry and bounce back against Boston on Wednesday night at home, 
Check out the odds and props available for that game at Bet Online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Sad announcement to make before we continue with our analysis of the game. Former Islanders forward Gino Ojik passing away. Uh, at the age of 52 uh, of a heart attack, Ojik probably played his best hockey with the Vancouver Canucks, was part of their run to the Stanley Cup final back in 1994, was traded to the Islanders during the 97-98 season, played with the Isles through the 99-2000 season, and had 133 penalty minutes in 23 games in 98-99. Uh, Ojik, known as an enforcer and always a respected and admired teammate. And look, 10 years ago, he was told he had a, a, a serious heart condition that he may not live a year. He did manage to live 10, but 50 Two years old, Gino Ojik passing away at the age of 52. We send our condolences to Ojik's family and friends. And, uh, you know, as, as an Islander fan, Ojik, uh, you know, wasn't, again, remembered most as an Islander, but still played 82 games for the Islanders, nine goals, 22 points, 254 penalty minutes. And just, again, sort of the, the kind of guy that his teammates really loved him. And if you go to uh, any Vancouver Canucks message board or website or uh, just check out comments made by fans, by Canucks fans, you'll understand the uh, just the, the deep feelings that Ojik prov prov uh, provided for Vancouver fans, and he, he did a great job, for example, of protecting Pavel Bore in Vancouver, and, and with the Islanders, you know, he absolutely uh, did his job, and then some, and he will be missed, so Gino Ojik, uh, dead at the age of 52, and uh, may he rest in peace. Getting back to last night's game again for the Islanders that first period was great and you know five hits in the first period for both Matt Martin and Casey Sezikis the fourth line certainly did their job Martin finished the game with 10 hits in 12 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time Sezikis had eight hits in 19 minutes and three seconds of ice time but realistically, again, too many of your top players, you know, the Islanders had three goals in this game. One by Sebastian Ajo, one by Hudson Fashing, who had six shots on goal for the Islanders uh, in this game where the Islanders had 30. So 20% of your shots on goal were taken by Hudson Fashing, and he's... You know, he scored one. He had a couple of really good chances to add to it. And the other goal by Matt Martin. So what does that tell you? 
Well, it tells you, well, first of all, the goal by Martin, by the way, great hand-eye coordination, but it tells you that Brock Nelson, no goals. Matthew Barzal, no goals, only one shot. Anders Lee, no goals. Anthony Bavillier, one shot on goal. Josh Bailey, yes, he had an assist, no shots on goal. You got to get more production from your best players. If you don't get your best players, your best offensive talents to contribute to the offense, you're not going to win a lot of hockey games. And it hurt the Islanders to not be able to get their best players playing their best. Those are the guys you need to carry your team. Matthew Barzal, I mentioned the one shot on goal. He had the giveaway in overtime that led to the game winner. He didn't do his job defensively and, you know, got a little too cutesy with the puck. Islanders power play. And they only had, you know, one chance throughout this game. Didn't do anything with it. Had a couple, had good zone time, but again, couldn't move the puck. Couldn't get things going. Just overall, the effort wasn't consistently there over 60 minutes. And, you know, do I blame Ilya Sorokin for the goal, for the loss? No, I don't. He gave up one goal that I'm sure he really would love to have back, but the other goals were not really softies. Uh, and you just need more from your players. Brock Nelson, minus two, the only player on the Islanders who was less than a minus one. It, the, the fourth line and the third line were your, your best lines last night, and that's not a formula for winning consistently. And guess what? They didn't win. I am really disappointed with the play of this team. It's a game you can't afford to lose, and the Islanders blew it. We have got more to get to on today's show. We have our Islanders birthday of the day, and we have our unsung hero of the game and our goat of the game. All that and more still coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I'm not a great pill taker and I didn't want to have to take multiple pills and supplements to meet my nutritional needs. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality Vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All these things. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat <coughs> keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, 
Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So our unsung hero of the day and our GOAT of the day. To me, the unsung hero, I'm going with Matt Martin. A goal, 10 hits, a plus one, two shots on goal. I would give it to him and Hudson Fashing who had a goal, six shots, three hits. Uh, To me, those two were your unsung heroes. They did the dirty work. They made things happen. They set things up. And got and did their job and then some. Both of them scored. Both of them were physical. Both of them created opportunities. Matt Martin, you know, dealt with that bloody lip. So to me, Matt Martin and Hudson Fashing are unsung heroes of the day. Go to the day, boy. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to go with Matthew Barzal. Uh, one of four on faceoffs, a minus one, only one shot on goal, uh, no hits, one one shot. It, it just isn't enough from the guy who is supposed to be your most dynamic offensive player. So the Islanders, they need more from Barzal. They need more from Brock. They need more from Anders Lee. They need more from a lot of guys out there. And it's discouraging, to say the least, to watch this team collapse. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And we're a day early on this one, but Wednesday will be the 44th birthday of former Islanders winger Ruslan Fedotenko. The tank, a native of of Kiev, Ukraine, uh came to North America to play for the Flyers in 2000-2001 when, when he made his NHL debut. Spent a year or two in the Flyers minor league system before that. Played for the Tampa Bay Lightning and won a Stanley Cup there in, in 2004 and then signed as a free agent with the Islanders for the 2007-2008 season. Played 67 games as an Islander. Had 16 goals, 33 points, and 40 penalty minutes. Then went on to play for the Penguins, Rangers, and Flyers again before hanging up his skates for good after the 2015-2016 season. For Ruslan Fedotenko, 863 career games, 173 goals, 366 points, and 472 penalty minutes. But here's a guy who really kind of stepped things up during his career in the playoffs, won two Stanley Cups, one with the Bolts, one with the Penguins, and, you know, signed with the Islanders as a free agent when not a lot of people were going to do that, signed a one-year prove-it deal, and he was a good, solid two-way forward. Not the kind of guy who's going to score 30-plus goals a year, but he'll give you 15 to 20, and he will be physical and have size and usually upped his game in the playoffs, had 14 points, 12 of them being goals on the Lightning Stanley Cup run, and then 
seven goals and 14 points in the Penguins Cup run back in 07, uh, 08, 09, excuse me. So a clutch player uh, was Ruslan Fedotenko. The tank is our Islanders' birthday of the day. To me, this loss tells me that this team is not a playoff team right now. And this is something we're going to discuss more on tomorrow's show, but the Islanders needed to win this game, preferably in regulation. We talked about it yesterday. To blow a 3-0 lead in a big clutch situation, you could talk to me about injuries. You could talk to me about whatever you want to say. Right now, this team isn't good enough to make the playoffs because can you see this team going like 8-1-1 or 8-2-1 in the next 10-11 games? The schedule is only going to be harder. Listen to this. You have the best team record-wise in the league coming to UBS Arena Wednesday. Then you go at Buffalo in a back-to-back. And then you have Carolina, who is the first-place team in your division. You go to Toronto. Those are four tough games coming up. And if the Islanders go 2-2 two and two in those games, that would be pretty good. But then you have to rely on other teams in the division to lose. Penguins won. Capitals won. Rangers won. Devils won. That was all last night. It doesn't bode well for the Islanders. The margin for error is shrinking. And we're going to talk tomorrow about what Lou Lamorello has to do to try to salvage something this season. Uh, hopefully that can be done, but if not, well, we'll talk about that a little bit more on tomorrow's show. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!